0: We haven't won a playoff series yet, so that's our first step. The Bucs on the way to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2001. I should win MVP because probably, I don't care. I just care about winning. That's what I care about. Um, That's not a very good campaign speech. It doesn't matter, I just care about winning. I know if we keep winning and we keep playing good basketball, it's going to take care of itself. The 2019 Kia NBA Most Valuable Player goes to Giannis Antetokounmpo. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Jakub's episode 70 of the Bucks Leading Radio. It's been a while since I've been on the microphone for this podcast. Appreciate everybody listening now. Everybody staying with the podcast. Um, Just wanted to open up with a little bit of an explanation uh, around that and kind of just let everyone know what was going on. So I mean, nothing crazy, just life gets in the way, kind of got deprioritized a little bit uh, in my life. Uh, You know, I'm not necessarily really getting paid to do this. (laughs) Um, So it does take up time, finding guests, setting it up in a schedule. and working everything through. Uh, so that's kind of where this podcast is at. I'm going to look to do uh, more episodes through the rest of the season and kind of evaluate my time and my capacity in the offseason and see if this will continue for basically season four of the Bucks Leading Radio next year. So um, kind of that's where this has been at. And, uh, yeah, so I thought I'd hop on the mic. It's Sunday night, February 23rd, while I'm recording this. Uh, Bucks just ran over the Sixers the night before, and I thought I'd hop on the mic, give my thoughts on on things that have happened since the last episode, and uh, you can take it or leave it. Uh, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know myself uh, and most of the guests on here are just watchers, fans of the game, fans of the team, and we have opinions, and, and that was kind of the purpose of starting us is to share those opinions, so yeah. Um, And one other thing I do want to mention is uh, it's hard talking about a team that is as good as the Milwaukee Bucks are without talking about dumb drama and making things or blowing things out of proportion because things are so good. Um, So I just wanted to make that and make a note of that as well, where it is tough. I mean, we're we're 48 and eight guys. We're, We're 26 games until the playoffs shooting for over 70 wins. It's, It's wild. Um, So that's kind of where the status of the podcast is at. Uh, I will continue to do this throughout the rest of the season. I'm not sure at what frequency, but I will make sure to do episodes as I can and get some good guests for your listening pleasure, as I know that mine probably gets old after a while. Um, So, probably a shorter episode tonight uh, or today, whenever you're listening to this. But I uh, just wanted to get something uh post some content for you guys um, I do want to say a big thank you to everybody who has listened and supported the podcast throughout these two years um, it's kind of it's been a lot of fun I've gotten to meet a lot of awesome people and talk with really cool people really educated people on the game of basketball. I have learned a lot myself um about the game and this team so Anyway, I just wanted to to open it up with uh, a little bit about where this is at, the future of it, and, and give it give a thank you. So let's dive into some Buck's talk here. Uh I mentioned in the first minute here that we ran over the Philadelphia seventy sixers in Milwaukee Saturday night. I watched uh part of that game. I was uh I was having some, some beers with some friends too, so it was a it was a fun night. Uh Wilder Fury fight was also last night, so uh, a big night in sports, um, but Bucks win 119-98, and Ben Simmons goes down early. I don't think that puts an asterisk on that, but that is a big item to be aware of. Only played five minutes, five points. You know, Ben Simmons does add a little bit of a different element to their team. Uh, one of my critiques of the Philadelphia 76ers is their lack of depth, and then you lose your starting point guard. Uh, in the first minute of the game it's tough it's not easy but you know you're supposed to have one of the best players one of the best centers in the NBA and Joel Embiid and uh, to their credit they kept it close Um, they were giving us a run for our money there um, but inevitably Milwaukee had a great third quarter winning at 37 to 23 um, and was able to to build a lead and then hold it there in the fourth quarter. So I think, you know, you you look at this team in the 76ers. I was a guest on the uh, 132 Breeze podcast. And uh, I said it then and I'll say it now. They don't, the 76ers don't scare me in all the playoffs. They're nine and 20 on the road. They have issues internally. Joel Embiid, Takes more threes than he should. we only took two last night. One for two, but only 17 points and uh, very inefficient. Five for 18 on field goals. So, I mean, Tobias Harris, I don't think he's as good as everybody wants him to be. Um, I think he's a good, solid role player. I think a little bit uh, overvalued, though, uh, especially with his play this season. Last night, 31 minutes, three for 10. In the field, eleven points minus twenty-eight on the plus-minus stat. Um, so yeah, the Sixers don't scare me at all. You know, I was, uh, I was uh, when I was on the other podcast chat with the boys. You know, I, I I don't see this giving us any challenge. I think Philly probably maybe gets one at home. They have a game like they did on Christmas, where you know they. They hit hard from three, and they're they're just unstoppable. Maybe we have a bad shooting night, um, and they have the crowd on their back, and and there's some momentum there in a home game, as there always is. But overall, they don't scare me at all. You know, I think a game like that proved it, um, but Philadelphia fifth in the East, what are you going to do? I was asked the question yesterday, actually, by a friend of mine. On who I think will be in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks, but before I dive into that, I also want to make mention of a couple other things because I'm getting ahead of myself. I should just follow the outline I have written. <laughs> um, let's talk about some items also that have happened since the last time I was on this podcast. Marvin Williams was picked up in the buyout market. Uh, awesome pickup. Uh, I was again uh, check out the One Three Two Breach podcast. I recapped a lot of this stuff, but they have a a podcast themselves, a couple of Madison boys um, out there doing their thing. But you know, good pickup by the Milwaukee Bucks and Marvin Williams. It adds a, a little bit more depth. Um, it adds another option at that four spot uh, other than Urson. I, I know people love to hate Urson. People love to love Urson. It's very split on, on on how people feel about him. But I think just having that other option is nice if Urson's having a cold night. Or season in foul trouble and we don't have a good backup or you got to run small ball whatever it may be um he also adds some veteran leadership you know uh always a fun little memory of back to the 2005 draft when the bucks debated on drafting Andrew Bogut or Marvin Williams first round um so I think it was a good pickup you know we we released Dragon Bender which I, I tweeted this and, and, you know, shout out Trey giving me a little bit of a cold take there, but I was a little upset by that uh, in the same way that I think a lot of people were upset we let Christian Wood go. Um, but it's very interesting to see how the dynamics of this team have changed over the past probably four years uh, in that, you know, we were the one of the youngest teams in the NBA. We looked for guys with a lot of potential. Um, and I think better has some potential. I think he's only 22. He's drafted sixth overall, I believe in his draft. Um, and he's a decent three point shooter, but you know, obviously some room to room to grow. So, I mean, hopefully he gets a shot and wish the best of luck to him. But, um, to back to my point on the development of this team, you know, now we are one of the oldest teams in the NBA, really looking for those guys that can impact the floor. Now Marvin Williams is one of them. Uh, I was surprised that I didn't we didn't see DJ Wilson go. Um, his lack of play recently and his assignment to the G League multiple times this year is surprising, is a surprising step back in his development to me personally. Now people may disagree with that but I, if he was doing things that he should or if he was showing the things that he should then I feel like Bud would be playing him more but what do I know? I'm not an NBA coach. Again, I open it up by saying, I'm just a, I'm just a fan. These are my opinions. So Marvin Williams on the team now. He got first quarter minutes last night over Ursan Silva. Interesting move by Bud. Um, some people liked it. I saw on Twitter uh, as a, a growth or um, maybe just don't want to see Ursana on the floor. Um, so there's that. Uh, let me know your thoughts on the Marvin Williams I think everybody actually ironically was like, overall happy with it, uh, consensus consensus around Bucks fans. Um is very few and far between I feel like, especially in the Twitterverse. So uh always funny when you kind of see something that everybody pretty much universally agrees on. Another item that uh everybody agrees on is that Giannis is a father and it's an amazing Congratulations to him on, ha- on having a healthy baby boy named Liam. Uh, it's great to see that the Bucks are going to offer him a max contract, Liam. I'm uh, no, just kidding. Uh, no, it's, a, it's, you know, shout out to him. I hope he gets his three point shot now. Uh, he did joke about that, which I thought was funny and very self-aware joke uh, after Fred VanVleet caught heat last year after his, Baby was born, and obviously took it out on us in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, funny software joke uh, referencing that is 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 good to see. I think, but the Bucks did have to play two games without him. Ended up losing one to the Pacers, which, like, I'm glad we've stopped talking about Malcolm Brogdon now. As we're 48 and eight, number one seed by far in the Eastern Conference arguably the best team in the NBA right now, potentially going to show it in the playoffs. Like Malcolm Brogdon wasn't the make or break piece. He's a nice piece. He's, he's, oh, he's really good on uh, on the floor, really good on a team, but, you know, it wasn't right. And he did find a place where he feels like he's doing good. Um, but we lost the Pacers on a bad shooting night without Giannis. Malcolm Brogdon, I I saw something and if I remember this he's making comments about how they they feel they can beat the Bucks and this that and the other thing just given no respect, you know. Uh which maybe he's talking shit, you know, he's feeling, he's trying to hype up his home team, but that team without Victor Oladipo honestly doesn't scare me at all. Um In the playoffs. I think if they get Oladipo back, I mean, how honestly, how impactful can it be? I haven't looked at a timetable. I'm not a Pacers commentator. But um, potentially a little bit more scary in the playoffs. Um, Pacers are six in the East um, as they kind of fallen down a little bit. But, you know, uh, the loss doesn't bother me at all. You can't win them all. Only eight losses on the season, and we're well over halfway through. So, No worries. The one thing um, that this podcast has been focused on a lot, especially with all of my guests, even since the beginning, has been on the playoffs and our potential matchups to the finals. Do we make it? And that's honestly because the regular season is getting a little boring, guys. It's getting a little boring. Um, You know, I, 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 I like to remind, especially on this podcast, that we need to be thankful and be in the moment and enjoy this time as a Bucks fan because it's been so long since we've had it. We've had such a great team and we need to enjoy it. But I'm itching for the playoffs. I'm itching to watch this team really get tested, um, show what they can do. And honestly, I'm excited for that antsiness I get, I get and um, the anxiousness I have. You know, just imagine the clock winding down fourth quarter. Chris puts up a three to win, you know, end of the third quarter to to finish off a big one. You know, the ball leaves, his fingertips, buzzer goes. You're standing in the air and it drops and just, ah, that's what I'm excited for. I get like that. I used to kind of get like that for regular season games for the Bucks because we weren't good. You know, it was never a sure thing that we were going to win a regular season game. But now that it's kind of almost a guaranteed win every time, not necessarily always, right? But I go in and get every game. We're going to win. No question about it. You know, maybe we have a bad night, whatever it is, and we lose. It's kind of like, shake it off. Like I just said, can't win them all. Who cares? Um, So, again, another reason that I don't want to bore you with just content of the... Potential playoff matchups, but anyway, to continue a comment I made much earlier in this episode, I was asked this question by a friend of mine, and it's who I thought was going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Raptors, I think a lot of people would say, would probably be the obvious answer, as they're really hot right now. They're playing well. They have the most improved player on their team in Pascal Siakam, uh, but I don't, I don't, they don't scare me at all anymore. Without Kawhi Leonard, I don't think that team has as much impact in the playoffs. Um, I think that they're going to be a good regular season team, and that's what it'll all be in history for this season. I think they need another piece to to round that out. I don't like Kyle Lowry, but that's just my personal opinion. I think, you know, some people are standing him a little bit, but um, yeah, they don't scare me at all. Honestly, I think it's going to be Boston. Uh, that team, a little dangerous, you know, a little dangerous, uh, well-coached, as we all know, and – I just have a feeling it'll be them. It'd be a a wonderful installment of what has become the Milwaukee-Boston rivalry, which I find entertaining as you find rivalries usually close to each other, but, you know, almost as far away as you can get without being all the way across the country, Milwaukee and Boston, but it is what it is. Um, So I I think it'll be funny. I think that'll be interesting to me, but I, I think, you know, overall, I I see us in the finals, and that's what I'm waiting for. So uh, that's kind of where I think, you know, let me know if you disagree on that um, on Twitter uh, or any other social media. But another comment I would like to make, too, and this is something I've been thinking about, as I see a lot of people tweeting about it or talking about it, and that's 70 wins. Does it matter? Honestly. Like, does it matter if we win 70 games in the regular season? Like, as a fan, does that mean something to you? Because it means nothing to me. It's it's like the 16-0 and Patriots team that didn't win the Super Bowl. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you go undefeated and you don't win the championship. What does it mean? You win 70 games, you don't win the championship. Well, was it all worth it? You know, to me, 70 games is just some arbitrary number that, you know, NBA fans have made up um, because the Bulls teams did it. Now the warrior, the Warriors dynasty did it. Like, but, but none of it means anything if you don't win the championship. So to me, I don't give a shit if we win seventy games. Like, oh, great, do it and then win the championship. Hell yeah, good for you. The seventy games just becomes another statistic, um, another number, saber metric that will be used in the future on ESPN. But curious to hear your thoughts. Maybe I'll toss a Twitter poll out tonight um, just to see if people think. Um, also, while there was a little bit of hiatus in the podcast, the All-Star Game happened. I, I The new rules, interesting. Um, shout out to the charities that got a lot of money. Um, Giannis' team obviously ended up losing by a point. I actually ended up stopping watching after the first half. I was so bored. I thought it was so dumb. Giannis' bench played terrible. They were just tossing the ball around carelessly. A lot of turnovers. Yada, yada, yada. Every other complaint of every other all-star game in sports. You never get the matchups that you want because nobody actually plays hard defense. And the game doesn't mean anything. Like, good for the charities. But, like, do I really care if one charity gets $100,000 or the other? I guess it got a little bit more heated in the fourth quarter, but, like, the whole point where they, like, went to 20, they add 24 to the, the team in the leads, and that was the score to hit. They just play a freaking quarter. I don't get why it had to be like that. That seemed like a little extra to me. Um, but it is what it is. Um, overall, the weekend was it was kind of fun. The skills challenge was interesting. Bam out of bio getting that W. Kind of funny big man out here um, doing it. I uh, also shot him great year uh, with the Heat. Um, uh, let's talk Patty C, though. Shout-out let Pat Dunk. Shout-out Snell Season. Um, I I think he was robbed in the sense that maybe could have been in the finals. Definitely wasn't going to beat Aaron Gordon, though, unless he just really had some monster dunks in the bag. That off-the-backboard dunk was crazy. I was surprised at how little room he was giving himself because Giannis was standing right. Next to the hoop, so to get up in the air grab the ball, hit the backboard, and dunk it within the span of I don't know how much that is but like probably it looked like two feet it is crazy and the just the body control that he has or that any of those dunkers have is just incredible it's it's incredible to watch and I think it's a little bit not talked about um because you just kind of get jaded honestly like uh, watching all of those. I thought Aaron Gordon got robbed, though. Um, if you dunk over a taco fall, you should win. That was hilarious, first of all, because it was unplanned. Taco looked scared and had no idea what was happening. Uh, but, yeah, I thought Aaron Gordon should have won that. It is what it is. We move on to next year. Honestly, probably doesn't mean anything in this in the span of, of things. So. Um, Chris Middleton, though, decent all-star game. Um, Giannis, he's doing Giannis things. Got They were talking to him. <laughs> They were talking about him getting three fouls or whatever in the first quarter. It was kind of funny. Um, playing hard defense like always. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other thing I wanted to talk about tonight was um, the free agency market as we head into next summer, of course, because just keep looking ahead because there's not a lot to talk about in the present, right? Um, but I see a lot of people on the Twitter world, on the Twitter, on the Facebook that uh, are like, look at the Warriors fans making these um, Giannis photoshops and, oh, Bostons or all this other thing. And I'm like – and they're kind of, like, upset about it. And I'm like, guys, that was us four years ago. How many times have I seen a LeBron in a Bucks jersey? How many times have I seen Anthony Davis in a Bucks jersey when he was in free agency? Like – The fact is, yeah, we have one of the best players in the NBA potentially to ever play in the NBA on our team right now. And people are going to want him. People are going to love the idea of having him on their team. But the reality is he's probably going to sign the Supermax. You know, I was thinking about this the other day and comparing this deal to LeBron's early years in Cleveland right before he left for Miami. And there's a difference, because like I, I was kind of like, well, LeBron left a small market in my head, in my inner dialogue. Like, LeBron left a small market. Giannis could do it, too, no matter what he says. Like That was LeBron's hometown. Um, well, not hometown, but home state. And, um, you know, I think the difference is, like, LeBron carried that team. Like, those were garbage teams that he took to the finals and made runs with in the playoffs. And the organization didn't help him out at all. So when he left for Miami to go play with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, like uh, doesn't surprise me. Like he's like, okay, you're not gonna do it for me. I'll do it myself and just go win ships there, right? And the difference with Milwaukee, I think, is that we've kind of been putting pieces around Giannis, trying to fit, you know, a championship team around him instead of him trying to go find a championship team. So being forty-eight and eight, I think also solidifies that. No matter what we do in the playoffs, I assuming we make the Eastern Conference Finals. He'll probably, he'll sign it. I mean, if you, if for some miraculous reason, we'd lose him like the first round. Okay. There's probably a little bit more merit to the discussion of whether or not he will sign. But overall, I'm not worried about this, the, um, the super max or Giannis leaving at all. So if you're listening to this and you're the one people posted that stop getting angry, let the fans dream, you know, let them hope that he comes to LA let them hope that he comes to Sacramento. Like, you know, let him enjoy that thought because that's the fun in free agency is all of the what-ifs. Um, and we, as Milwaukee fans, have been doing that for years as we've been garbage. So that's all I had to talk about tonight. Um, you know, like I said, short episode, about 20 minutes, quick and easy um, for episode 70. Crazy, I've been doing this for you know, maybe 70 hours of content of me talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, But anyway, so yeah, like I said, looking to get more content out um, for the rest of the season, 26 games to the playoffs, excited for the playoffs. Obviously it's all I can talk about right now. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for sticking with me as you know, I I learned to reprioritize and time manage and find time for this and uh, work on that a little bit. So uh shout out to everybody. Go Bucks. Happy uh being a father. I don't know what you say to, to new fathers, but hey, congrats to Giannis and family. And congrats to Milwaukee. Excited for a parade in April. Um anyway. Uh have a good weekend. A good, have a good week.